This week on the Push for Legs podcast, presented by Bear Bells, we talk about tracking progress, misinformed influencers, when to refer out to clinical practice, and how to train with a corset on. Three, two, one. Remember, when your body is hungry, it wants nutrients, not calories. Hey guys, welcome to the <laughs> Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Dan Meek. And me, Tom Hall. It's going bud. Yeah, interesting that, that little quote I, uh, I found today. Yeah, it made, made me laugh. did make me laugh as well when you sent it through. Mm. Interesting, interesting quote. Very interesting quote. Not sure, yes. not, not sure who said it first, but... Yeah, let's, let's let's just let's just leave that one yeah. on Instagram <laughs> and hope that no one else sees it. Yeah, so um, yeah, mate, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, life is life, hectic. New flat is enjoyable. We are here. Ooh. I've have you? Um, I've taken the opportunity to with my new flat to set up. I am standing and walking around whilst I do the podcast now. Uh, if you haven't noticed, my extra energy for the last two shows. Um, yeah, because I've been standing up. Copy my standing desk idea. <laughs> Do you stand up as well? I thought you were always sitting yeah, down. Yeah, look, oh, wow. up, you're standing up. Wow. Good. Yeah, there you yeah. go. We're getting a neat up or our activity up whilst we podcast. That's what we well, do. It was actually because I found that I was sitting down and my my posture was getting so poor. <laughs> I was getting so sore in my neck and everything. I was just like, no, you know what? I need to stand up. So. Gen- generally, I just kind of take mine and lie on the bed and kind of just lounge around whilst I do most of the podcasts and just end up falling asleep yeah. most of the time. So that's why I was like, no, I can stand up, be energetic. Imagine I'm speaking yeah. to people, actual, like, well, Dan, more than anything else. But yeah, wonderful, mate. Everything's going on. Hazardous, I think we survived what was hurricane something. We had a very pitiful hurricane in the UK. Oh, mate, it was. Um, there was blustery winds with plenty of leaves being blown around. Uh, it's, it's dangerous out there. <laughs> or it's particularly slippery when there's a few leaves that bunch together when they're a little bit wet, mate. That... That is dangerous. I mean, right? There needs to be weather warnings when that comes out. I mean, I went and played golf on Sunday, and it was hard work, I've got to admit. So, I just hit Does it not just counteract your slicing, though? So, like, if you slice oh, yeah, it, just, play, and the wind's blowing everywhere, it goes straight. So, that's good. The whole, that, would be only, that would be only good if every hole was like that. If it goes the other way, then I'm, I've got no hope, right? So, slicing with the wind, then I'm, yeah. I've just got to be like, all right, I've got to aim at that other hole. And then, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not a pretty sight, mate. But see your problem, mate. We yeah. drive on back in London. Wait, um, pun. You got the pun <laughs> in. We drive on. <laughs> You don't want to call it, man. Just leave that out there. Oh, um, mate, mate. <laughs> I teed you up for that one. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <Wow>. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, Dan has his Team Box Masterclass weekend coming up, I believe. I do, yeah, mate, yeah. yeah I'm going to teach people how to be able to squat 40 kilos, bench 10 kilos, and generally, hopefully, be able to warm up. I mean, that's that's kind of about all I can do. So. Good. I, I want that to happen. And if you're there, um, then wish me happy birthday on that day. Um, yeah. So do an Instagram story with me in. I wish I was there. I really don't want to be there. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be there. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be in Essex. Well, I don't, I'll be somewhere. I don't know. I'm uh, playing golf, probably. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not allowed. The uh, the the woman. My girlfriend has uh, told me just oh, to keep <laughs> keep the uh, weekend free, so it's her oh. her birthday the weekend after, so I get to play then. So, be well, I mean, hopefully, you something to do with burgers is going to be on the menu. I, I hope, hope so. Yeah, Fruit. some sort of burgers. See that post we got tagged in today? By yeah, him? great one. Oh, unbelievable! Some powerlifter eats a ton of burgers. Great, absolutely <laughs> amazing. Hope she'll listen now. I can't remember. Sounds like the dream. Um, absolute dream. All right. Um, I did also. Kind of stealing a bit of Steve Hall's idea. I'm going to do Tom on the dock. If you want any questions answered on Instagram at the same time, I'm only literally going to try and do it in one post. I'm not going to do like a load of, I don't know, question after question and try and answer it in lots of Instagram stories. I'll do one story, try and answer everyone, the question. Everyone as just skips as it, mate. Everyone just skips it. it will, over no, they will do it if it's tagged to them. I'm going to do it. Mm. <laughs> I like the sound of that, mate. I like or, the sound of that. Um, I, I actually had a question um, from my client Jack, yeah, no. who will who will actually love the fact I've just shouted him out on this podcast because he <laughs> is he does consider himself the number one fan. Um, wow, the pulleys are coming up. So I mean, he never he never does what I tell him to do in his updates, but for some reason he listens to the podcast. I'm like, mate, you know, 
takes you an hour to listen to the well, podcast. Well, maybe at, at one point we'll literally just do a podcast, give, give it like a clickbait title, and it will just be client updates. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just so, sit there. Uh, Jack has asked, he says, Tom, in reference to what you mentioned the other day in a cake that you had, you said you had a cake with apple jam in it. When does apple jam become apple sauce? What's the difference? Well, let me, well, let me set you here like straight right now. Right, Jack, right? Um, it wasn't a cake. It was a cinnamon bun. Um, as you know... Jack, Jack, uh, Jack schoolboy error. It's a, it's a, it was a... So, apple sauce... Um, so, I've quickly Googled it, because so, evidence-based, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, like... There's, there's, there's a few names you could call it. Sure, no, surely, right? Surely, let's just, without Googling, right? We're smart enough to not have to do that, right? No. Surely, definitely. apple jam is sweeter than apple sauce and also less runny than apple sauce. Yeah, for that sure. That would be the assumption, right? Yeah. Is that apple sauce probably has a little bit less sugar in. Um, and I would guess that jam is a little bit more viscous. Yeah, I'd go with that. I mean, number one, like, apple jam... Oh, apple sauce would be runny and it wouldn't stay in the uh, cinnamon bun. So you've got to think in the swirls of the cinnamon bun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's got to be with the jam. So jam would stay in there, but it's got to be spread pretty well. It'd be more like, a, I guess, like an apple preserve or something like that. Or Well, okay. What's the difference between a preserve and a jam? I don't know. Maybe preserves. We've got more preservatives. <laughs> I've no, so I, was, I, I have no get idea. confused by this because it's like jam, conserve, and preserve. Like they're yeah. the three. And I'm like, when I go into Waitrose, it's all full of conserves. So I just assume that's posher. Like more, <laughs> posher, like right? All right, good. Fruit. Yeah. <laughs> must have more fruit per, than sugar or something like that in it. Then, it then, be. then, what's a marmalade? I'm not a huge fan of marmalade because that's real bitter. Um, bitter but yeah, what is it? What is a marmalade? Because I saw someone the other day who had orange jam, but that's marmalade. So we got we got preserve, conserve, jam, marmalade. Then we got like the Americans have got like jelly, which is oh, our no, jam. No, we're not really. talking about Americans. But we're not jelly. They're, they're, and like, then we've got we've also got curd, which is obviously a bit different because it's got like egg in it, right? I assume yeah. that's the the egg yolk in it. But and then you said glaze, but glaze we just kind of say is yeah. like a topping kind of thing. Right? Yeah, that doesn't really count, but. No. I mean, what are the differences between all those? If you like, know, then please reach out to us. Um... <laughs> I feel like it's important, though, because I, I assume it must be something to do with the set and how set it is, and again, the viscosity of the, of the, the product in question. Because some jams, you take, out, like, you take them out with a knife, and jam can be a little bit runny, whereas conserve is probably more... You get out with a spoon, it would stay there as like a block. So I wonder if... Yeah, the... Yeah. Is it the pectin? Is that what they're using it to, like... Keep it literally dense. don't know, mate. But to answer Jack's question, I don't, I don't know what Jack's question. Well, How, what, what, okay, apple, I'm gonna, it was I'm, apple jam, you, not sauce, um, and it was awesome. I tell you what, I'm going to say, Jack. Sorry, as a like, If you're going to ask such a question, you should know all the background information that's required to give us <laughs> the answer. You can't just ask that sort of question. Like you should know. <laughs> I mean, the guy works in vegetables. He doesn't work in fruit, so oh, there's not right. many jams you make with vegetables. So. Yeah, but it's, that's more. It's, he's closer to the industry than we are. I think he'll know. I think he should be able to tell us. So I'm well. We'll see on his next update. I'm going to quiz him. <laughs> we're like, Jack, you tell us what the difference is. Yeah, um, fair enough. Anyway, anyway, that's that's what he wants. We to digress. Um, yeah, we did get some questions though. I did post it up today. They relate. Um, so we might as well <laughs> base. It up. <laughs> we might as well base. Well, we're pulling some strings. I mean, me and Dan have been hard at work. Instagram, Ming people um actually just messaging we've got a couple of cool guests lined up um oh yeah oh yeah um, one, so, one of them is particularly high profile i would call him yeah i'd say so speaks at a lot of places mm. goes to a lot of coffee shops pretty cool um overhears things in starbucks exactly um that'd be great cool we've got some questions we're gonna go we'll scroll through them i guess we actually we might as well just get into all of them, really. Um, Start from so, the top. So, Will, yeah. Um, waist trainers, basically. I'm not going to butcher the whole question. But seeing 
you didn't know whether we covered waist trainers. Yeah, um, waist trainers, yeah. Load, honest, of, we, we load talk, of shit. We, we did talk about this before the show. I didn't really know what you meant. Um, I realized that I thought it was like one of those Ronaldo-y things that kind of electrocutes you as you go along um, and just stimulates. But I, I've been put in my place. It's, apparently, Dan says it's more like a corset. Um, and wearing a corset in the gym, I guess a, a, a weight belt is normal. Um, that's for intra-abdominal well, pressure, obviously. But that would create a lot. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. wear it the whole time. There's a reason why there's we've got like a ratchet or whatever a latch thing to go and get out of the well, belt. Well, the the reason being is that obviously IFBB pro physique athletes, so the guys that need tiny waist, big shoulders, they have been seen training basically in their big belt all the fucking time for like arms and everything yeah um with the theory being that they don't want um i i don't fucking get it at all um they don't want to obviously have their waist grow because obviously they don't do deadlifts bro because obviously that makes that that makes you have a a, a wide waist right um <laughs> so they don't they don't do deadlifts um because of all the intra-abdominal pressure because you're pressing against the belt so they don't do deadlifts for that very reason and i think a lot of them probably barely do squats for the same reason um it's literally um based on zero evidence zero science and zero fucking common sense as well let's be honest um but if you're paid thousands of pounds to wear one and post on instagram you probably do it if you had no integrity um so people do it um they they do nothing they absolutely do nothing they do not help they um are a waste of money and time and quite frankly you would look pretty ridiculous unless you were an ifbb pro <laughs> and then still probably ridiculous because i've always I mean, and wa- still and everyone's looking at your shoulders and arms anyway in your chest so <laughs> no one really gives a fuck you're wearing a waist trainer but mm. still um, but, but the ironic thing if you're wearing a waist trainer it would it would create intra-abdominal pressure constantly because you will breathe and push against it even when you're in your bicep curls yeah yeah because you would brace so kind of uh ironic if they don't want that to happen yeah it's it's just it's just like with anything like with supplements like with all that sort of stuff if you're if they're paid to do it then but i think also one one of the one of the common mistakes i think for the average gym goer um if you consider yourself consider yourself that i mean me and dan would um is that people think that they're wearing those belts to like because they don't want to hurt their backs which is kind of round about the right thing but not really at all um Mm. they're gonna activate something else so they don't hurt their back or don't use their back but then if they're still gonna aid like flexion through their lumbar so having a big old fucking hunchback then guess what the back's gonna light up anyway having a belt does not rectify it no matter how shit your form is um, yeah. so I, I think that's what some people look for it and they literally wear them the whole time I did I did say to somebody somebody uh, tagged me in a post or I watched it or liked it or something and then he was like oh yeah what's it look like I was like take the belt off um, and then I'd like to have a look because <laughs> it was just lying basically I couldn't see what was happening anywhere near his back where he could even shift the load and he, felt, he looked really comfortable so I was like what's the belt doing absolutely nothing literally yeah. I only want belts like top sets and that's it um, yeah, there right. you type it in on Instagram, and it's just a bunch <laughs> of it's just a bunch of women just with the, yeah wearing basically what look like corsets. Ridiculous. Okay, cool. So um, top tip: yeah. don't wear corsets to work out. All right, next. Um, <laughs> right, we got Alex, our physio man. So this is an interesting one, really. I think it comes in scope of practice. Something that I actually uh, <laughs> I said to Dan yesterday because I was just getting increasingly annoyed with somebody. Um, for no apparent reason at all. Um, yeah, but where do you view the line of training around pain as an informed trainer? I won't put what you put next. Um, and referring out to get a clinical opinion. So bearing in mind the chap who asks this is a physiotherapist, so works in a clinic. Uh, does he want us? Does he I'm want? Pretty us to sure he's answer. looking looking for some business. Uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, yeah, I think whenever um, I mean. It's a hard one because if you have a client who is injured, you don't want them to just do absolutely nothing yep. while they're just doing potentially in rehab. Most good physios I know, um, and I am absolutely 99% convinced Alex would fall into this category, would say that you can train around pain and you can train other body parts, no problem. Like Just because you've got a sore knee doesn't mean that you can't 
do any kind of upper body workouts or anything like that. Um, so it's one of those where I think people often when they do become injured feel like it's like a not a death sentence but they feel like they can't train in the gym for weeks and like, oh i can't do anything i'm not allowed to do anything like oh this it hurts a little bit when i do this i can't do that and all this sort of stuff and it's it's kind of like go and see a physio get a good diagnosis on what the issue is get them to tell you what you definitely can't do and then let a good someone who knows what they're doing a good trainer go right well we can't do any knee flexion because of this injury however we can do x y and z we can still hip hinge we can still yeah. do all these other things um and you'll find that you can still train you can still keep your energy output high you can still keep your calorie output high you can still make progress elsewhere um and yeah it's i don't have an issue when i had a client who was injured to say right that's fine we'll just train around it we'll we'll work on it and it helped obviously with us that we had doug literally there so they'd obviously usually go and see doug um and doug was always very again very much that way inclined of going look yeah but you can still do all this stop being a stop being a pussy and trying to get out of everything <laughs> um and just crack on so yeah that's kind of my view but i guess rich. that that um makes the case of we are informed trainers um oh this is the thing yeah 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 so if so saying we're informed and we we know that how to decipher how to go around pain if somebody's having particular pain they i would i would refer out if i don't know well i would still if i can do a particular test if i can decipher what it's not essentially i don't test and diagnose not my job you're a trainer fuck off yeah yeah that's the physio's job so don't diagnose you can do like your fighters test, Faber's test, Ober's test, if it's a hip issue, blah, 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 anything like that to just determine range of motion, see if there's anything going on. And then you can give that knowledge to a physio. I'm quite happy yes. with doing that. But then that is an informed trainer point of view. And as long as you find out what's hurting, and then you can give the physio, they, they will probably recheck it, but they've already got their knowledge and they're zoned in to where they have to go. And then you're helping that client. Um, so that's where I f also think assessment is key. Obviously, if you're then assess somebody's like, there might be I don't know some crazy like shoulder tests you can do. Off the top of my head, I can't even fucking an O'Neill's assessment would be fun always to do a shoulder. That'd be great. But mm. look them up um, if you want to go do them. <laughs> but make sure you can do them properly. So, yeah, tricky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say refer out if you don't know about the pain and you have no idea or you don't feel comfortable being able to do it don't think you're a hero if you can get around it think we'd all prefer people to pass on to the physio and then guess what happens the physio is going to pass back clients to you afterwards and then you built a relationship yeah which, which is cool it's always good all right i think that that answers that question alex um obviously he i'm not sure if he works he works private practice or he's he's no he's uh He's national health, so uh, I think he's he doesn't get many. Well, he, he has private stuff as well, but national health's a bit tough because obviously mm. you have to wait and whatever. So I feel like being informed, maybe even popping a question. That's at rehab to robust on Instagram. See what's going on. Um, yeah. So uh, our resident Aussie listener. Well, we have at least I think it's like two, three hundred in Australia, which is shut cool. up. I know, it's weird. How do you have, how do you have that many? <laughs> many in England. Well, um, yeah. It's fairly incredible. Um, but so we got I guess this is a big one, um, Amy. Um the rise of fit fit pros or insta fit people. Um so the rise of uh, Instagram Fitspo influencers is huge. Especially in the UK, apparently. Um, I think it's fucking huge everywhere, to be honest. Um, yeah. Thoughts whether this is good or bad, considering most of the influence are young females. Um, a lot of them... I think there's a lot of young males as well, so I'm not leaving males out of this fucking conversation. Um, a lot of them with no actual qualifications, um, very much in two minds about it. As Amy is somebody who's... Uh, Worked out as a PT. She's finishing her finals for a sports and exercise science. She's actually coming to London like at the end of this this year, I think, or, or she's going to Brighton around there somewhere. If you want to hit her up on uh, Instagram? She's normally on there. Um, so yeah, I, I think, think it's yeah. not only to be fair. Like this is the thing, right? Is yes, Instagram 
is one of the fastest growing social media platforms probably i think it's soon i don't know if it's going to take over facebook but it's certainly a different demographic that's on there a lot younger absolutely um, yeah. and i think that what we're forgetting here is that actually the same thing is happening in person and in the gyms like there's more and more people that are trying to become trainers now and in every gym you go in there are more and more trainers who don't have a fucking clue what they're doing um like i think instagram obviously makes it easier and makes it makes these people more accessible but do you know what like we had someone in our team box group coaching intake she posted in there today actually and she sort of said oh uh, I still feel really nervous going over to the weights area in the gym. I'm not really sure what to do. She's like, I'm not really sure that um, I'm, I want to work with any of the PTs that are in the gym. They always just seem like they're they're just sat on their phones while their clients are doing their exercises, and they just seem really disinterested in in trying to get new clients. And I'm just like, exactly. Like, it's not just like Instagram here. It's not like you go into, into gyms and there's trainers everywhere and they know what they're doing. I'd say the same percentage of trainers on Instagram or on Facebook that are good is the same as in real life. It's not that it's any different it's just that they are more accessible and obviously they're giving off certain images maybe on instagram that maybe they they kind of aren't or wouldn't in real life um you know you can you can kind of put up a, a highlight reel as it were um and that's that's the biggest problem here is that that then increases people's like oh well they did that so i can do it so i'll become a trainer i don't know anything but it doesn't matter because they did it and they've got they've been successful because they look good or whatever <clears throat> Um, and I think it's a problem. I do. I, I I'm kind of having a bit of a a, a love hate relationship with Instagram at the moment. I think because I I'm caught between wanting to portray what I do and me as a person, but at the same time understanding how the platform works and knowing that yeah, there is a bit more about filters and about how pretty the picture is and that gets people seen and that gets you reaching more people, right? Because ultimately, I want to help more people. And if I have to post a picture a shameless picture of me with my top off and my abs out and it put a filter on it so I look a little bit better but it reaches more people and I can help those people with actual evidence-based you know help I'm up against those people that are doing the same thing but providing shit advice so my view is that I think I have to play the game a little bit and I'm like right well if you've if you've got it and you know you're on a level playing field you have to kind of flaunt it a little bit and that's but I think that sounds bad and I think I and again I'm not entirely 100% comfortable with it but I still post posts that are like I feel shit today or like this is what I normally look like or this is normal to not feel like 100% motivated or this is you know all this sort of stuff and videos of how I train in the gym now like I'm not fucking treaded um, so yeah it is a fine line I think it really is a fine line and, and I think that we can't pretend that we are not a part of it, just at a, a slightly lower scale. Like Tom posting videos of like deadlifting 200 kilos. To some people, that's very unrealistic. They'll never do that. It's just unrealistic. But so at what point do you go, right, well, I'm not going to post that because it might offend one person. It's kind of like, well, it, it, it kind of sometimes I think you have to think, well, actually, more people might benefit from this or is the quality of the information good enough or is it right and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think we've got, I've gone a little bit off topic there because that's what the good people do what you're what amy's talking about is the people on there who are like buy this meal plan which is chicken and broccoli every day and you'll lose weight and like i don't know anything i'm talking about this is what my coach made me do so i'm going to do it and here's the supplements i'm selling and here's this and i took this tea and i lost weight and that's probably the stuff that she's getting out more but i just wanted yeah. to to say that first i think i think we have to be careful as well in ourselves and how we do things I think um, I think we have to be incredibly careful. I think you look through mine and Dan's feeds, and it's reasonably well thought out um, of what we post. Um, I mean, I've even been really, really, really fucking lazy with it because I've had other things to do. Clearly, but I, I always look back because I always post about the podcast. But I only average like two to three posts a week right now. I don't think I've even done one since the last podcast came out, um, which is bad. I realise that, but um, people who incessantly post is is, is great. But if they're posting crap most of the time, that I don't, I don't think they're busy. I don't think that's what they're doing. Um, is number one. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like I, I, I get with it. I get frustrated because um, it's one of those where um, I think you have to you have to think about obviously the content that you do put out. Yeah. But I find that 
to get good at Instagram or to get a decent following, or whatever, you have to like post every single day. And there's people telling me you should be posting twice a day to increase engagement, to increase your reach. I'm like, who the fuck's got time to oh, sit there and write out two like... Instagram posts a day? I'm like, I barely do one. And when I do, it's just like a meme of Isabel. And I just <laughs> write one word and I post it. And I'm like, right, that'll do. Like, and because we don't always feel incredible all the time. And like, we don't always feel amazing. So we have to kind of make sure that we are real and i'm like there's a reason that i haven't posted my instagram stories for the last two days really because i've been real fucking busy and i haven't <laughs> gone oh do you know what i'm not 15 minutes free i'm just gonna take an instagram story of this and like and i've been in a bad mood so actually an instagram story of me walking to my car isn't going to be useful to anyone what's the point I think, um, I think me doing an Instagram story of like sitting in a meeting in head office would be absolutely fantastic. I think yeah, it's like that. who wants to? Fucking... <laughs> oh, I'm just drinking a, I'm just drinking a no added sugar cloudy lemonade for, before I go on the podcast. Like no one me, gives a fuck. I, I did Instagram my no hat. No one gives a fuck. Hat, straight away, blam, straight on. But um, about the un- unqualified nature of it, I think that's as well because Amy's going through getting her degree. Awesome. Like, oh, that's two pounds IE, Dan. Um, and then, but going through, <laughs> obviously, I'm a big fan of classical education. It's fine. Like, I just think it gives you the ability, even though your knowledge base might not be as, like, it's probably parallel to whatever you're coming out with if somebody's been studying, like, been in fitness and following the right people for three years and studying their degree. But it gives you the knowledge to be able to break down papers, academic papers, and ask why and decipher mm. that. That's literally worth the three years itself but yeah I guarantee the fit fit spo like influencers won't be able to do that and they won't be able to answer and basically answer why stuff is happening that's why um if any of these posts confuse you from these followers please ask them why why have you posted that or what's going on they should they should reply if they know if they're just this is where me and dan have got annoyed where we've we've noticed some people will be kind of just off the chain of something current where we don't know whether they like they post a lot of decent things and but it always seems to be like a week or two behind everybody else has posted it and are they just posting it because they follow a lot of people who have just posted that it's weird weird scenario do i think these people are some this is how you get a misunderstanding of whether people are educated as well um i i find it's really hard so they can copy other people's work if they're quite intelligent about it they can put it mm. and just be like oh yeah this is what this does and this is what this does all right all right cool maybe we're doing that down as well we can't this is a war and hearse um but i find that hard to believe that a, a lot but i can i can imagine like you just said tom i can imagine there's a lot of people sat their instagram they see a good post and they go oh i'm gonna write that myself straight away funny way i go on instagram i'm like i don't want to spend too long in there i'm like fucking write this shit write this get it out and done and like if it was similar to someone else's it would be by chance um and it's like when we go when we literally go in the gym with um with the camera with steve and and all the other lads to film like content for facebook or uh, Mm -hmm. for you know like training tips and or like me and mike sit down and do a video we literally have a list on our phone on our notes of like right what should we talk about what should we talk about we don't go on and be like what's current or what's this it just so happens that we are current so we understand what people are thinking about what people are asking and we're lucky that we and again this is another thing when you're lucky enough to actually have clients and train them, <laughs> that's the biggest they, thing. <laughs> like they ask you questions, and you're like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that on content because they're asking the questions. So obviously they want to know yeah. that, and that's my client. That's the avatar I want to go after. They're the questions they ask. I'm gonna give put out that content, and it's kind of like a recycling thing. Massively. And often you can tell when people don't have a huge amount of clients because you're like, right, well that doesn't bear any relevance to really anyone. Like it's just that's just you showing off, or that's just you saying something, and like. That's what Instagram is a bit of, but I think more and more people now are going to Instagram as like a place to learn or whatever. And I think Facebook's always been that way, and Instagram is slowly getting there yeah. uh, with it. And, and people are going on there to look at form videos and to to be entertained and stuff. I get that, but it's it's really interesting how I think you can see when someone has no plan for their social media. I wouldn't say I have a plan. I wouldn't <laughs> say that I sit down and I'm like, right, I have a week plan. But I'm not an idiot, and I, like I said, I have clients. So you can see a general trend and go, right, well, they've obviously asked, you know, someone might have asked about this, or we've had a question about this. And likewise, when we have group coaching, we've got, you know, over 50 people in a group asking questions. And again, they're at a little bit more of a basic level than our one-to-one clients. So they ask very different questions. So it's like, right, well, if you want to make it a little more basic, these are the questions we get asked. And I just think sometimes people make infographs for the sake of making infographs. I look at an infograph, and I'm like, that's not important. 
that is the most unimportant thing I've ever seen in my life. But because it looks pretty on a picture, I put an infograph about it and, and they put text to go with it. And I'm like, mate, that is bullshit. Whereas we keep posting infographs. Like I posted one the other day. Uh, I think there's one going out this week, actually, on like tracking raw versus cooked weight food and the difference between the calories. Like we literally had a question from someone said that. We're like, oh, I'm finding my calories are really off. I don't really know what I'm doing wrong. And like, I keep eating you know, these foods and I'm like, oh, how are you tracking it? Are you tracking it as raw or cooked? And they were like, oh, I've mixed it up. And I was just like, well, there you go. But <laughs> just people genuinely get that wrong. They raw like, like eggs and like, raw chicken just like down in it. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just, I, I just find it fascinating. That, um, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there with plans on Instagram and they don't make it look that way. I don't, maybe I might, just... I might touch on one last thing. This is a massive generalization before people hound me. Um, image as well with influencers who amy is instagram influencer um but she's doing the right stuff as far as i'm concerned but image on there is obviously massive and we've gone about it like it is an episode we called fitspiration kill credibility go back and look at that or listen listen to it don't just look at it um that'd be the probably the smart thing to do but <laughs> the image thing is massive because taking your top off and just kind of jamming around and then putting some pretty words down the bottom. Not really, it's not what we do. It's not why our clients want. I'm not going to get a client like that. I doubt it. Mm. I, do, definitely I, do, I definitely won't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so but that'll be, it just, it, that annoys me sometimes when I think some of the general population, maybe we should be doing that then, but go to, well, yeah, I, I mean, mean you've look, said it for, you said it before where you're, quite happily post out stuff from your shoot to try and get I, a bigger I, I audience just think, i just think for me it's a case of um there's an element of you got to play the game and i think you know like the whole again they say don't hate the player hit the game but it's a bit of a like <laughs> you have to adapt you adapt or die and a, the problem you've got is that that's what clearly Works. people work that's what clearly people want is that they're going on these pictures and they're looking at them and they're liking them and they're like oh i want to be that i want to have i want to achieve that i'd rather someone looked at my picture and they were inspired to look like that or want to look like that and i could then take them through the process and go actually do you know what it takes two years um it's going to require this much training this much diet it's going to require this much um of consist this much consistency not someone who goes yeah buy this 12-week plan take all these supplements give me a thousand pound and it's done like i so again it's one of those where do I have to play the game a little bit? I think, I think, as people in the fitness industry, unfortunately, we do. Depending on your demographic and what you have to do. Like, Tom, for you to be a good strength coach, you have to be strong. Like, I don't care what people say about, like, oh, you know, you, 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 know, you don't have to walk the walk or whatever. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but as, an, as a point where you do have to have done a certain amount of it, otherwise you will get questioned on that. Because Not because I'll question you, because as a professional, I know that you can be obese and you can know your shit in your head, but I know that anyone else in the general public will look at you and go, well, they obviously don't know about nutrition because they're fat. That's just yeah. how they're going to think, and that's unfortunately the way it works. And if you think that you could... You, know, you can start a protest and you can be the movement that changes that view. I, I'm afraid to say I think you will be sadly um, sadly mistaken because I don't see it happening. Um, the general public, unfortunately, are fickle. Um, and I think that you have to play the game a little bit with what you do. And that's that, and I think that's okay as long as you're upfront and honest with people. When, they're, when they see that picture, they go, oh, I've never put a picture up and go, get abs in six weeks like men's health do men's health get, get these abs in six weeks fucking bullshit but i don't put that on there i put i might say throw back to when i did my photo shoot the hardest thing i, I might have, i did and i'm really you know looking forward to doing this again in 20 24 weeks whatever i don't know and i just think that there's an element of if you're one of those people who's like oh yeah but i don't have to get lean if i want to take people to a photo shoot so i think there's an element of unfortunately if you want to attract those sorts of people it would help if you did i'm not saying it's impossible to, to if you didn't do it but um i hear it all the time like oh yeah but abs don't equal a brain i'm like no they don't we know that but we're not your fucking clients we're not your avatar we're not your people your potential clients you need to go and ask them what they think and if you go and ask them what they think they think abs equals brains. So there's an element of you just have to unfortunately play the game. Um, and I, as much as I hate to say it, I hate to say it, believe me, I'd rather that I didn't have to maybe diet or I didn't have to practice what I preach as much as I do. Um, 
but I, I not only do I really I do I enjoy it and I do love it and I, it has it it has been a huge a great journey of, of change and improvement um but I, I feel that it's made me a better coach as well having gone through it um you know, much like Tom will have struggled to gain strength on certain lifts and have sticking points and weaknesses where he's had to go through long training cycles. He's not turning around to people and going, oh, it's easy. Um, you just got to buy my buy my 12-week strength plan for a grand and I'll do that. <laughs> it's that that's for a grand? The, Fuck, I'm underselling everything. Seriously. Yeah. That's, that's the thing, right? Is it's, that's the, it's the message that you're selling with it. That's the issue. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I think it's... There was kind of... It's, 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 an, it's a really interesting topic, and unfortunately you can talk about it for hours yeah, and hours and hours, but, but I it... think that the bottom line and, the, and the, the unfortunate reality is that unfortunately it matters. <laughs> there was a second part to that question as well. Oh, was there? <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, really, because um, we kind of talked talk about the image and releasing stuff on Instagram, and <clears throat> she's saying that not even having the experience level or like education level don't not about like release anything i guess that's like 12 week plan education or anything like that to help people um where obviously the education of a degree is is fair enough but it's worrying that there's other girls or boys um out there that will just with big followings who will release these plans and this bullshit like education or something like so flippantly i mean i've got an issue with that massively um, yeah yeah definitely as <laughs> as an educator like the other thing though with that comes from i i see a lot of people who are educated at a very high level though and their issue is they can't speak the language of yes. their potential clients exactly and these people who what for want of a better word are uneducated as you know as as we as we just said there they are attracting uneducated clients mm -hmm. Because they talk their language. They say the words that they say. They say, tone your abs. We know that means fuck all. But <laughs> I, I now realize that I have Someone's... to use those words when speaking to people. Like, I know it's bullshit. I know it is. But if I tell them that and then they become a client and I can explain to them the process of why which that happens. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I get that. And I can impart that knowledge. That's great. Um, and, it, and that's the difference here is, is your clients, unfortunately, when they first see you as a first impression, don't. They're not going to sit down and go, have you got a PhD or have you got an MSc? Um, you know, they're going to be attracted by the words you say, the emotions that you evoke from reading things that they write. And that's the one thing that these people are very, very good at, unfortunately. Yeah, pretty much sums up. But yeah, I, I think just ask why if you ever sign up for any of this stuff. Don't get annoyed by it. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and event, well, hopefully it will come through. But if you have to dip into the, the dark side every now and again, then do it. Just but do it with a little bit of integrity and explain why you're doing it every now and again. There's nothing, so, there's nothing wrong with... A little like bit of clickbait. There's nothing wrong, there's there's nothing wrong with being clickbait. There's nothing wrong with being lean. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with getting shredded. Just as long as you're not selling out and saying that it took you six weeks and you just took these pills, then... <laughs> <laughs> right, end. Bam. Um, question... Is that three, four... Four, fuck it. Um, Tom, me, um, yeah. tracking <laughs> tracking progress. So interested to hear what uh, we suggest our clients do for tracking progress, whether it's like uh, how, pe how often people weigh themselves, where it varies, how often they log mm. their weights, how often they take progress pictures, how often Oof. they do 1RM testing, um, what kind of population this goes to. Um, do you want to go through your clients first, Tom? Then I'll go through my know. clients because I think that would be the difference between like one to one and online, right? That's probably quite. quite yeah, easy. to be honest. So obviously, my mo nearly all of my, I'd say ninety percent of my clientele are one to one. I've only got a few select special ones online, and then a, a few of them I I see in the gym anyway um, that I just program. So one to one clients, obviously, I'm more strength based rehab, essentially. At the start, and then building them up. Um, if it's a weight so loss, you mean you mean you mean slash texting on your phone while they're exercising? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, of course. Just checking you're doing that. Just texting, playing games, anything like that. You still on? You still playing um, that stupid game? What's oh, Clash of, Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans is that yeah, the, the one. stupid one? Uh, not so much. No, haven't been on it for a few weeks. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, sorry to disappoint you, Dan. Dan's still got his clan, obviously. And he's just wondering where I've been. Hey, I never even <laughs> I never even the game. So 
pathetic. Um, yeah, I like little games. It's very, it's very wonderful. Um, I also play uh, like Scrabble on my phone. Is that sad? I like doing that. That's um, extreme. Yeah, it's extremely sad. But if it, there's probably like the uh, numbers game of Countdown, I quite happily play that. I might download that. Fuck it. Um, so sad I am, guys. There's, no, there's no, nothing much... What game, other games can I do on my commute, basically, apart from listen to podcasts? I like watching, listening to podcasts and playing games. Blam. That's my life. All right, tracking progress. Yeah, one-to-one. Um, so, yeah, I have, obviously, my session plans. I track their weights for their key lifts. I can't emphasize that enough. I do not, lazy I know, I do not track one-to-one clients weights for every single lift i have a uh, maybe two to three primary exercises if i'm seeing that client twice to three times a week each session will have a primary secondary that's two to six probably exercises that i'm tracking meticulously um from that don't really care I know their rep ranges. It's usually an auto-regulation. I know what load they lifted, but I'm not going to be too concerned if it doesn't progress. I'm going to be looking at the primary stuff because that's the stuff that I'm eliciting a stimulus to change because that's what I've designed the program around. Clearly, if that's my primary exercise or any, any of those do, or my primary mobility movement and my primary fascial release, anything like that, my overall goal, that will be riding. And if the overall goal was to lose weight, then guess what they're doing? They're stepping on the scale every single time they see me at the start of the session. Don't care. They're probably going to see me at the same time most days because that's how my clients work. Um, so I'm going to get a pretty accurate reading of what they're doing each day because they're probably not their creatures of habit. They'll do it every single time. So I will step, put them step on the scale every single time. And in my diary, on my phone, I literally just write their weight next to it. Right next to their name. Madness, I know. It's uh, crazy. I don't write it straight on a spreadsheet. I just put it in the diary. And so I can be like, oh, all right, mate, you, you've, got have, you've got to have a spreadsheet, mate. I've got a spreadsheet, yeah, but I can just quickly on that, whilst I, so I'm not on the spreadsheet, just typing things down all the time. Um, but yeah, straight on that. Um, so log weights, I do it. Um, 1RM testing. I don't 1RM test my one-to-one clients because of the demographic that I have. Um, I have 5 and 3RM them before, and a very I'm talking like 15%. Who have got to that stage and then i'm talking like one or two lifts i probably five three rm the deadlift three rm the pull up and a bench press ever don't really none of my clients are powerlifters don't really need to do it so it's all rehab um yeah or they get to that stage where they don't really they don't really care so but i do have some guys that want to reach that kind of level obviously online and I will 1RM or I will do an AMRAP test at least every three months, every quarter. There will be an AMRAM test of something um, so I know where they're at. Otherwise, I'm just kind of pissing into the wind and don't know where they're going. If they're not, because I want them to be able to even, even increase strength, even if they're on hypertrophy, which a couple of my guys are. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see whether their lifts are going up for sure. Absolutely. So I will. I'm not saying 1RM because I think that's stupid because you have to build up to that. Um, There's no point in doing that peaking. You have to fucking peak for it as well. So that takes your training program a little bit more specified. It's annoying. Um, Yeah. And you get injured by it far too easily. So there's no point. Just do like a 5RM test, 10RM test. I realize the numbers are going to be a bit skewed, but you'd rather that than your client cancel on you because you just fucked them up and injured them, basically. Um, And yeah, progress pictures. Um, hypertrophy. Um, my guys are on every month right now, because mm. yeah, I do every month. Don't really like looking at them all the time. So yeah, <laughs> we got. I go with um. So when I track in training, oh, I you, just yeah. kind of use um overall volume load. Um, mainly the ones I look at are for all the compound lifts, mm. like any isolation. I don't really stress too much about. But oh yeah, disclaimer well, on my online clients, I have a full spreadsheet and all their numbers are tracked. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For that, <laughs> the, um, the online clients are that. It's just the one to ones. I do it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I track tra- training volume over a course of a twelve week training cycle, um, split up into the three meso cycles, and based on their goal, they usually increase the volume load over each of those cycles. Um, and 
I would use predicted run rep maxes. So I would do what Tom said. I probably would go, you know, based on their strength numbers. If they're doing AMRAP sets, a lot of them do, you know, five, three, one. So they do AMRAPs. So based off of those numbers, and if they're improving over the twelve weeks, I can then look at their new one predicted one RM because again, I don't want them doing a one RM on their own because that's just stupid. Even with a trainer with you, it's stupid, as Tom said. So um, yeah, but use predicted rep maxes. Um, and yeah with the volume load obviously that's a great indicator of how someone's progressing in terms of their overall training so just because they don't improve in their back squat one week does not mean they haven't improved on their leg press or their uh, bulgarian split squat whatever it is so uh, that's kind of how, how we try training in terms of the nutrition or the you know their physique and how it changes uh progress pictures are required either every month for if you're gaining muscle every two weeks if you're on fat loss every week if you're on a photo shoot or prep that's just what i stick to i think some of the coaches do it every week still whatever regardless but i've just found that works for my clients um girth measurements as well of key areas based on their goals so that includes arms chest waist hips and legs or thighs um and yeah daily weighing in for people who are on fat loss or photo shoot prep um daily weighing if possible for people on muscle gain but it's a bit less important it's more about the trend over time uh, alongside the pictures and the girth measurements um so just depending on their goal the hierarchy of what you look at first would change basically um so if someone's looking for muscle gain i'd focus a lot more on their volume load uh, and their training and their adequate calorie intake rather necessarily than their, their body weight or anything like that and then every month look at those girth measurements alongside the, the pictures whereas if someone was on about fat loss i'd be looking at their pictures first because that ultimately is what they're looking for is the picture to be changing then you start looking at the weight and the calories and then the training aspect there would be making sure that they're maintaining volume load as much as possible and uh, they still might see decreases over time but you know the focus kind of shifts um and that's it really mm. that's it yeah yeah <laughs> it sounds a lot but actually when you're in the flow of it it doesn't take i think a lot of yeah because i think we've, you just do it naturally right it we've, doesn't we've both for- we've both got our mechanisms we've both got our, our toolbox in place that we use excel excel spreadsheets for some stuff um in person i don't i'm not as kind of bodybuildery and i know set out and power cool. the strength training um as maybe dan writes so i have like athletic programs that are very different um so because i'm fucking they're all athletes mate every single one of my clients but yeah i I, I, it's very hard for an online guy i'm not gonna teach them be able to take impact and do very weird little like box jumps and depth jumps and reactive skills it's quite tough obviously with rehab you can do that um but you need to see him one-on-one and it's very hard to track with that kind of stuff because i can be like all right yeah there was slightly less inversion happening all right cool how do i really write that down i literally write clinical notes instead um so that's interesting way of tracking or it can just be yeah anything more obvious i don't think so like volume overload if you track that every four weeks if, if that like you'll be fine just on your primary secondary movements and the but the ones you want to gain essentially whatever your focus is track those and you'll probably be a half decent coach yep yep <laughs> pretty much All right i think that's come, come to no that's come to the end of the uh, facebook oh, questions it? yeah that, that's not bad for uh, a little post um lovely daniel was there anything you wanted to talk about? I know we got a little bit of stupid things, so we'll just chat no, about very just briefly. Quick, just nice, quick, stupid things, and then we're done, nice, mate. Quick, stu- Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is. Stupid things on the internet. Stupid things this was week. Uh, so Joe Wicks ate a chocolate bar, and the world's gone crazy. Yeah, he's, he's turned to hashtag flexible dieting. That's why. Yeah, he's realised eating clean's a load of shit. I realised that everybody's everybody like <laughs> around the world has probably talked about this right now, and yeah. I didn't even know it happened. Yeah, I just told you. I I, nice. I I just read like some of the posts on it, and yeah, it seems Joe Wicks, believe it or not, sometimes doesn't follow his own diet plan. He's human. Mm, wouldn't mm. have thought it. Oh. Madness. I know. Actually, it's just one thing. There was. Um... He's not even that lean anyway. <laughs> I want to get real technical. Floppy fucking air, mate. Like, you can maintain that physique by eating a decent amount of calories anyway. Like, I just like his could... little little work, hit workouts. Pizza. They're funny. 
It, it was, well, they're no different. I've, every no, single one I've they're seen all the same. Involves <laughs> pop spots, standing still, uh, mountain climbers, and then some sort of ab exercise. I think he, he, d- he, d- he did do ten different times types of like planks or ten different types of dead bugs, something like that. And like there was planks, uh, it's like plank with press up. Hang on a minute, wait a minute, no, no, planks with a squat. I was like, that's just a plank. Then you stand up with a squat. That's just plank. a bird. And I'm just like, no, no, these, that's not, no, you can't do that. Plank with this rotation. No, there's two different exercises. Plank Fuck lifting you. your leg up. Plank <laughs> lifting your other leg up. You got four right plank there. Plank lifting your Fucking arm up. <laughs> <laughs> arm up. Um, Pretty much it. Um, but yeah, Henry Dunmore posted um, actually something that was some awful website did the best protein bars, the tastiest and healthiest. Awful, it was awful. Such a bad list. I actually commented on it, but I tried to anyway. Um, it's such a shit list. Sens protein bar. Don't know what that is. Um, they do peanut butter and cinnamon. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, carb killers, fine. Stripped protein cookie. Me. Protein cookies are all right. Fifty pre multi power, fifty three percent protein bar, coconut flavor. Ugh. Um, maxi nutrition, they're awful. Mm. The pro game ones. Cymax, they're fucking chewy as hell. Um, yeah. My protein never really had their bars. Well, the um, guy, the guy at Watson Gym where we train says that the Bear Bells Caramel Cashew is still the most popular bar. I was like, shock horror, mate. Yeah, and he has everything there. He yeah. has all. He literally has everything, and he's like, yeah, it's still the most Hand, popular. Hands down, at first base, it's the caramel cashew and the cookie go within the within the day. Like, mate, the cookie's up. not as good as the caramel cashew, though. It is though. It is. It's not. Yeah, mate. it just is. It's, it's softer. It's better. It's not softer. It's, it is. If anything, it's harder. You fucking idiot. No, it's not. It's got that crispy oh, bit on the top. It's the crispies. Oh, that sell it's not got the caramel though. It's not no, the caramel. no. You're just. It's, oh. it's, uh, as long as you know you're wrong, then I don't mind. Um, wow. <laughs> wonderful. We'll bring that to a close, mate. Don't sh- don't. That's not even like Dan's just showed me a caramel cashew wrapper. Hasn't got anything in. It's not a wrapper. Has it got anything in? No. <laughs> Definitely not. He's being very careful about how he holds it in front of him. <laughs> um, basically, does that for Instagram posts. Peek behind the curtain. Dan has an empty Bear Bells bar <laughs> wrapper. I cookies and cream one. I need, to eat, I need to buy it. I need to buy some more of them. Yeah, it's good. Oh, the problem well. is, when I buy a box of them, though, they get eaten within about six days. I have two a day, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's pouring it. Oh, well. Yeah, they're, too, they're literally too nice. <laughs> All right, that ends this show, dude. Um, if you, I guess, have we uh, spouted about anything? Don't need to talk about anything real serious. Obviously, Dan's got his little workshop thing that he's doing down. Yeah, in Bath. you know, if, if if you're not doing anything on Sunday, and I realise it is short notice, being Wednesday, but if you want, <laughs> um, come down to the workshop and um, come train and learn and have a good time. Yeah, um, obviously, go follow us both on Instagram if you want to see some uh, people not taking off their t-shirts, um, which is great. I mean, it's outstanding. More Instagram stories are always happening. Dan's is a memes are just there for themselves, so all good. They're always pretty good. Always pretty good, right? Um, so <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. See you later.